You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions, and thank you for joining me today. Glory in the Lord is the title of this devotion, which comes from the statement that I've been reading with you all week of 1 Corinthians chapter 1, that no flesh should glory in his presence, verse 29. But of him you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption, that as it is written, he who glories, let him glory in the Lord. The moment the Holy Spirit begins to unveil this to you, it changes your prayer life. Where too much of our prayer when we're young and immature as Christians is me, oh my, oh me, oh my. I want, I need, help me. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. There will always be a part of that in our prayer life that is without question a child of God crying out to the Heavenly Father. But there will be an overshadowing emphasis in your heart over all your natural wants and needs that seeks not your own, but says, Father, glorify yourself in me with the glory Jesus has in heaven, which is what Jesus prayed. Father, the glory you gave me, the glory I had with you before the world began, for you loved me before the world was. I pray that they may know and see this glory, this glory I have with you. You see, Jesus, was somebody that revealed to us what it means to glory in the Lord. He showed us what that meant. One of my oh, absolute favorite verses that I, I love to pray and think about and be busy with, going the wrong direction, is right here in John chapter 8, verse 15, verse 54 in the Amplified. Listen to this. Jesus is saying, I am not in search of honor for myself. I do not seek and I'm not aiming for my own glory. There's one who looks after that and he seeks my glory and he is the judge. Verse 54, if I were to glorify myself, magnify praise and honor myself, I would have no real glory for my glory would be nothing and worthless. My honor must Come to me from my Father. It is my Father who glorifies me, extols me, magnifies and praises me, of whom He say that He whom you say that He is your God. Jesus lived in this absolute consciousness that He sought not His own glory. No, He says, See me, see the Father, receive me, receive the Father. The I and the Father are one. Oh my goodness, I love these scripture verses from John 14 and John chapter 10. Jesus lived in this consciousness day and night that the Father was seeking to be glorified in him. Remember when in John 13, he was having communion with his disciples, as we call it, the Last Supper, the Lord's Supper, the Passover. Remember? how he broke bread and says, my body, and, and he took the cup and he says, my blood. 
And then Peter said to John, who was laying up against Jesus, ask the master, who is the one who will betray him? And Jesus said, the one with whom I will dip the bread. And Jesus took a piece of bread and dipped it in the bitter sauce. The bread, speaking of his body, the bitter sauce, speaking of his suffering, suffering in this world, in this life. And he gave it to Judas. And the Bible says the moment he gave it to Judas, Satan went into him, having already put it into his heart to betray him. And Jesus said to Judas there in John 13, verse 31, he said, what you must, what you must do, go do it quickly. And Judas left the room and it says, and the disciples thought that he had asked Judas who was carrying the purse to go give some money to some alms or something else, you know. But Judas went to Caiaphas to betray him. We know that. And the moment Judas left that room, Jesus said, now, this is the statement he made, now the Father will receive great glory by what he will be able to accomplish through me. And when he is glorified in me, he will also glorify me with himself and he will glorify me immediately. You see, this is the great purpose of creation. This is the whole reason of the existence of all things that the Heavenly Father may be glorified, expressed, made manifest and fully revealed in it and through it. That is the whole purpose of it. And that is the whole purpose of our existence, that the Heavenly Father may receive all glory and all praise and all honor. I love what David says in Psalm 30. Oh, that is a good psalm. You know, verse 5, weeping may endure for the night, but joy cometh in the morning. But then he says in verse 12, to the end that my glory may sing praise to you and not be silent, O Lord my God, I will give thanks to you forever. And that word, my glory, my glory. Again, to the end that my glory may sing praise to you and not be silent, O Lord my God, I will give thanks to you forever. My glory, my living being, my living being. And this is what I want you to grasp this whole week in all these devotions. Begin to pray and believe and let that overshadow all your prayers and let that permeate every situation of your life. Come on, believe like Jesus. When Judas left the room and he knew he was going to betray him and his suffering would, uh, would commence that night, that night they would spit on him and pull out his beard and they would begin to beat him and, and, and wound him and crush him. And by nine o'clock the next morning, it was in the evening, by nine o'clock the next morning, he knew he was going to be crucified. He knew this was happening. And he says, Father, be glorified through this. Receive glory through what I'm going through. Father, be magnified in this. In other words, don't let me have to go through this for nothing, for worthlessness. No, Lord, I want you to receive glory and honor and praise through what I'm going through. However you can do it, I trust you will make it happen. And Jesus said, when I am lifted up on the cross, I will draw all men to myself because everybody will know and see that I love the Father and that I do as he commanded me, he says in John 14, verse 30. Wow. Wow. It is absolute joy, friends, when you begin to realize that it is the Father's pleasure 
that he may receive glory in you and through you. Look what he says here in Jeremiah chapter 9, verse 23, 24. Thus says the Lord, let not the wise and skillful, skillful person glory and boast in his wisdom and skill. Let not the mighty and powerful person glory and boast in his strength and power. Let not the person who is rich in physical gratification and earthly wealth glory and boast in his temporal satisfaction and earthly riches. But let him who glories glory in this, that he understands, knows me personally, practically discerning, uh, uh, directly discerning and recognizing my character, that I am the Lord who practices loving kindness, judgment and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, says the Lord. If you're going to glory... Let the glory be the life you carry in your person, the nature, the perceiving, the recognizing, the wonder of his nature and person. You know, you could be a builder and you build a beautiful house or a beautiful office block or something. And, and, and people come in and they are with you and they say, you know, there's something about this property. There's something about being here. There's, there's a feeling here that just makes me feel welcome and at home. It's the Lord himself dwelling with you and in you that's receiving praise and glory. God must be greater than all your works. You may say, you have a pastor, <laughs> come on, pastor, let's be realistic. What I'm going through, what I'm going through, how can God receive glory in that? How can he receive praise in what I'm going through? What I'm going through is really dire. Okay, let me give you an example. David had sinned grossly against the Lord by committing adultery with Bathsheba and then murdering her husband Uriah. I mean, really, he had sinned terribly. And his own son, Absalom, came with all the, with Joab, the head of the army, and everybody. And David thought, no, no, I'm not going to stay here and defend myself. If God doesn't defend me, I'm not going to defend myself. If I stay here, it will cost many people's lives. I've done enough damage. You know, folks, you can make a terrible mistake. You can make a terrible mistake, but don't make a lifestyle out of it. Don't make a lifestyle. If you blew it, you're... you're, you're your walk of integrity with God and you slept with somebody, that's one thing, but to go live together, that's another thing. No. Get married before you live together. Do things right in God's sight. Repent from mistakes and do things right in God's sight. And unashamedly, I say this to you. Absolutely. You can make a mistake, but don't make a lifestyle out of it. And, and here, David didn't make a lifestyle. He turned away from it. He repented. And here Absalom is coming and David is leaving with his whole entourage out of Jerusalem. And there's this man throwing muck and dirt and cursing him constantly. And David is walking out and his muck is thrown on him and this man is cursing him. How can God receive glory through that? Come on, how can God receive glory? But guess what David said? Look at it, I'll read it to you right here. It's in chapter 3 of the Psalms. Verse 1, listen. Lord, how they have increased who trouble me. Many are they who rise up against me. 
Many are they who say of me, there is no help for him in God, but you, O Lord, are a shield for me, my glory, and the one who lifts up my head. Wow. But you, O Lord, are a shield for me, my glory, and the one who lifts up my head. The Lord himself is your glory. You could be in the hospital. I remember we were at the Lewisham Hospital and Virginia had given birth in the Chatham Hospital for our daughter Gabriella, but then they couldn't help us there, so they took us to the Lewisham Hospital, after which we went to the Great Ormond Street Hospital in London. But we were in that Lewisham Hospital just for one night. They took us there in the evening, and then the next morning we went to the Great Ormond Street Hospital. And there was this lady, Virginia had had a, had had a cesarean, who was there in the night to take care of her, and I was in the room with her. I never left her alone once, but this lady must have been in a real dark place in her life because her presence was so harsh and crude and rude and, and unmannerly and, and dark. And when her shift ended at seven o'clock in the morning and she left, Virginia looked at me and tears began to fill her eyes. And she said, darling, it's so dark, it's so dark, I can't see anything, can't see anything. And instantly I felt the Spirit of Christ come up in me and I said, Satan, how dare you be in this room? You have no part in this. Leave in the name of Jesus. And I lifted my hands to give praise to Jesus and the heaven opened and Virginia got a vision of heaven with the host of saints at the throne of grace, crying out, worthy is the lamb. And she said to me, I see the inheritance, I see the inheritance before the throne. And the Lord Jesus spoke to Virginia and said, ask. And she said, Lord, ask for the new generation. She didn't ask for Gabriella. She asked for the new generation that they would set their affections upon the Lord. And that was 1998. And then a visitation came upon Virginia for many, many months where she would spend here hours every day in prayer, praying for the new generation. And she's continued that ever since. Every week she prays with a group for the new generation around the world. And I believe that we're going to see a phenomenal revival bust loose upon the earth in this day. I believe we're to be a part of it. But you see, friends, you can be in a place that can be quite dark and difficult and painful, where there can be, naturally speaking, many questions because Gabriella passed away some days later, 11 days after she was born. But I tell you, the glory of the Lord was all over us. And I'll close with that phenomenal scripture that you all know from Isaiah chapter 60. Isaiah chapter 60. Arise, shine, for your light, Christ, He is our light of life, has come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness the people. But the Lord will arise over you and His glory will be seen upon you. Wow. Come on. Let the Lord be a glory. Let the Lord be your glory. Glory in the Lord. Day and night, meditate upon His goodness and mercy. Lift your hands in worship and praise to Him and say, Lord, I worship you. You are my glory. You are my glory and the lifter of my head. 
Lord, you are my glory and you worship the Lord and the Holy Ghost will come and bear witness with your spirit that the Lord himself is your glory and he will clothe you with garments white as snow and make your face radiant even in the midst of the darkest times of your life and you will see the Lord carry you through to victory in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a good day.